0: All right. Hello, John. Welcome everyone else other than John as well. Everyone else being you who is listening. Hi. Hi, if your name is Tom. Hi, if your name is Jane. Hi, if your name is something else from the 1940s or even something from the 2010s like Michaela Lay
1: or something. Michaela Lay. (laughs) Now that might have been the widest name I have ever heard in my life. (laughs) Uh, This is true. This is this is very true. Or Aiden, I, I've met an Aiden who yeah. doesn't have a single A in his name. Wait, what? Yeah, his name was Aiden, but it was spelled E I H D A N.
0: You there's there's an A
1: at the end. Oh shoot! You're right. You're right. <laughs> so they put the
0: they put the A in the least po- the least convenient spot. What's mm-hmm. the what's the least convenient
1: place we can put our A in? Or shoot, it, it might have been D- O N. E I H D O N because I remember I was very specifically like miffed about the fact that it was Aiden but didn't have an A. So, <laughs> so I think it was. So it was Egdon. E I H D O N. I'm I'm gonna name him Egdon. Egdon. I know E-I-H. there's no G
0: in there, but I like to imagine that there's a G in there. It makes it sound sillier. Mm-hmm. Not be spelled sillier though. But, okay, let's past all of that, that's not what you're thinking. Well, it could be. I
1: don't know. <laughs> you haven't told me what you're thinking today. John, what you thinking? Well, now I'm thinking about how stupid Aiden is. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Aiden, who I met, but you have a stupid name. I, uh, I'm sorry, I'm also sorry. The, uh,
0: the one Aiden who I have as a friend, if you listen to this, we didn't mean you, because your name has an actual A
1: in it. Right. All right. So what I've been thinking about is... So I started a new job recently. I'm working at a uh, plasma donation center. So basically Uh uh, what we do is we take blood. um, We separate the plasma out of it, which is really the liquid part of blood. Um, We pump back in the red blood cells and just take that plasma and use it for um, making medicine. Okay. But I had a friend who was working at this job before... I got this job, and I was always joking around that she was a baby vampire, right? Because sure. her entire job revolves around blood. So I was joking around about that. But then that got me thinking, once I actually started this job, I was like, man, this would not be an ideal job for vampires because every step of the process is watched, and at no time at all are you ever alone with the blood. Uh-huh. So it makes me that made me think, in today's society, what would... Like vampires or werewolves or zombies—well, maybe not zombies—but so on and so forth. Like, what would their jobs be? Like, in a way that would uh, sustain them, but also keep them hidden from, you know, regular society. Okay, so my—I
0: mean, my initial—my initial reaction is pretty much that all of them would be uh, funeral home directors. See, but like, <laughs> so- what if? Yeah, well, just morgue science, like uh, mortuary science, because if you're I mean, the thing is, that's all dead, dead blood. But you're like, you get the dead body, you just, you know, drain it, you uh, put some put some extra blood in jars. So you have like a nice little canning station there. uh, And then you don't have to put as much embalming fluid in because without the blood, they look less. uh, I don't know alive I don't, I don't know what the deal is with mortuary no.
1: science well but I, I don't know like that'd be like the equivalent of getting like a a microwave hamburger you know like well didn't it be, no. didn't say it would wrong no it would be good. and plus plus even better that's a lame answer what, what creative creativity zach we strive for creativity okay what okay. do you
0: think That's that's what I said was my initial response. Okay. if I personally were to become a vampire, however, I would just um, I would get I mean, to be completely honest, I would just get like something similar to my job. Now, I'd get a I'd get a, you know, a decent night job with with benefits and I would just work because you're immortal. I would work that for like, you know, 15, 20 years. And then I would just let that com- I would let compound interest work its magic, because eventually, as long as you have you know properly secured investments and stuff, eventually you're going to be super rich by just the power of compound interest, right? Because you don't need to buy food, you don't need to um, you don't need to necessarily pay for shelter in the same way because you you want you just want a, a clean place with a coffin if the, if you're the old school type of vampire, right? Um, so, really, your biggest thing is the question of the first like fifty fifty years because after that you'll you know after that you'll be able to well what are you doing live for blood? On, live on interest well during that time you just you just probably set up a um you could do be a mortuary person i mean and just like, hey, I'm going to live off of the vampire equivalent of ramen for for my college period, which is fifty years, because I'm a you know vampire or whatever, forty years. Um, right. So the the I mean the number one question really you get into I mean other than you know is dead blood still blood because it, it probably wouldn't taste as good but it, it's still blood.
1: Um. But the number one right. question really is, do animals count? I because would say if, no. Animals would not count unless you're like a werewolf. Well, because in, in a like, lot of
0: the a lot of vampire lore, the the good guy vampires eat eat animals.
1: Well, let's say that there are no good guy vampires. Okay, it, it's got to be human.
0: Well, I'm a good guy vampire, obviously. But if it's got if it's got to be human, then that's fine. Uh, I would just like to point out that if if uh, animals did count, I would
1: just become a rabbit breeder because oh, yeah. that's like yeah. an unlimited supply. Um, no. So here, let me tell you what my answer is. And my answer, um, I think covers all the bases. Okay. Um, basically what I would do is I, I would be like not assuming that I'm a, or assuming that I'm like well off for money that I don't have to worry about, you know, just being a long term investment banker. Um, yeah. what I would do is I would get a, um, I would get one of those blood donation trucks, right? okay. So, um, but just put Uh, Put up a bogus like shell uh, company on it. Sure. And then just go around getting people to donate blood. Um, Because it's nowhere near as sketchy as all of a sudden, you know, in said city block area, there's (laughs) all of a sudden no more homeless people. But people are willingly giving you their blood. And so um, you can just go around day by day picking up like a huge stock of blood and no one will think anything of it. Realistically, think about like the Red Cross or things like that who do like the blood drives. So what uh, you're saying, what you're saying is you're going to be a reverse food truck. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm gonna get, get just um like and it's gotta be like a dumb food related names too. Like um ah oh, man, I, now that you said food truck, I can't think of a <laughs> snappy you know one liner for as far as uh, bloody food goes. But still, um. Like just something along those lines of like coming up with a fake like definitely on the nose pun for what I'm doing, but like people will just think oh they're just you know like laughing at the fact that they uh, people joke around that they're vampires, but haha joke uh-huh. on you I actually am a vampire. <laughs> um, yeah, you- like it would be perfect. Like okay. no one is going to question that. Okay that right. that is that is a
0: pretty good idea. you'd have to have a little bit of money to start it up, but right. that would and you would you would want to obviously actually donate a fair portion of the blood you'd just skim skim your fifteen percent off the top or whatever and so you'd actually you't well, no, even be like
1: don't donate people. the blood like think about it um, like you just create fake transcripts or whatever for um like when city officials asked, but like when was the last time you saw that, um, like a blood donation truck and knew exactly where the blood was going.
0: Here's the here's the thing there you will always get caught on something like that eventually and you're you're immortal so you don't want to be caught and there's well, no if reason I'm to then i just start over in a new life in a new town yeah but there then there's people there's people like looking for that they're going hey there's fake uh fake people going around and they're selling the blood like there the fbi works with like you know organ selling stuff they they'd put you as a as like On some sort of list, but and so you don't need all that blood anyway, you would you would get so much more than you need. Mm -hmm. So you just all you do, all the all the best criminals are taking 15% off the top 10 or 20%. They're not taking all the money, you take Mm -hmm. all the money, you kill the golden goose. So all you would have to you could actually basically be a charitable person like you would be essentially saving tons of people's lives and keeping your own life going so you would you right. could become like known as a philanthropist
1: a phila- philanthrop. a philander a, philanderer. a philanderer. <laughs> Oh no that's a, that's a different job I mean yeah the vampire goes with the turf right
0: Okay, okay. I always just assume that I would be me as a vampire. So I don't like to think, like, what would I be if I, like, lost my reason and became evil. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. like, what would I be if I were me? So right. would, you, would you like to know what I personally would do? What would you personally do? I would move to uh, New York City and basically advertise myself as a vampire. I would ba- I all the weird.
1: Oh, i <laughs> be like such a good idea. Cause <laughs> there's so many weird people who would just be super into the fact that some guy is literally drinking their blood. Yeah. And oh, you just have right. customers. You're just like, you can't get, you
0: can't be, Uh, you know, because I am actually draining blood. Like you just, you create like, like a fake, a fake draining thing and claim and claim that you're giving some of it to, well, actually you, you don't, you don't claim anything, but you kind of, you kind of hint around the fact that you're, you know, don't using some sort of mechanism to drain it. And you're, you know, and you're donating it or whatever, but really you just go around literally being a vampire. And the more you lean into it, the more popular you get. And you just have repeat clients well, and people
1: yeah, they are excited for the fantasy of being, I'd you know, have to imagine that the cops would want to do something about that because you're like actually harming other people. Like, yeah, they're willingly doing me. it, but well, like, if oh, no. you would
0: just drain, you just wouldn't drain a lot of blood.
1: You would Mm. just
0: basically drain a little bit of blood, and that's why you claim you are, like, you kind of claim that you're giving it to
1: to causes. I guess if you follow the same rules as, like, regular donation uh, places, um, I'm sure that you could actually just get yourself, like, (laughs) FDA-approved. Well, you can't get FDA-approval is a complete... FDA-approval well I actual. mean but as but long you as you're get, following like, their standards you could get like permits or something. Sure. Like sure and get the city, you know, saying, yeah, like what I'm doing is weird as hell, but um, you, you know I'm, I'm, and I'm, they can they could do what they want with their necks. Exactly. I, I guarantee
0: there's already people doing this. Like I guarantee there's already people who you can go to and they'll suck your blood for for a cost. Right. <laughs> but I just didn't happen to enjoy it. And I'm the best at role playing a vampire because I am one. And they never see me during the day because I'm a vampire and like, get Get on magazine covers because I'm so committed to the role. Okay. All right. (laughs) And then you become rich and famous and you get to live your life as a vampire. And it's
1: hilarious. Right. Okay. So I, I got another one for you. Okay. What about werewolves? So See, mine fresh- I thought less about um necessarily what I would do to hide it, um or like to feed, because I would just go out into the wilderness and eat a deer or something, yeah. you know, when I had to turn, but I would have to make that distinction of whether or not I could do it on my own. Like if it was a true werewolf of where you turn on the full moon, period. Or uh-huh. if you could like control it. Because if you can control it, dude, I would just be a furry. <laughs> Like, I kid you not, like, no one would bat an eye if, um, like, well, some people would like bat eyes, but still, like, it wouldn't be the weirdest thing, um, if just randomly they walked into, like, my house or something, and I'm full-blown werewolf, and you're like, oh, dude, I didn't know you were <sighs> furry one <out>. of those. <laughs> yeah, I mean, cool fursuit, like, it looks super authentic, <laughs> but bro... <laughs>
0: and you get a friend to make you other costumes so it seems
1: as though you're just a really good cosplayer but really you're a werewolf yeah exactly like that that was my thought i was like dude werewolves would go so far in the furry community (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) they just could you know turn into werewolf and they would be a toy loved and accepted so the question is, I mean, the question as always is what are
0: the rules? Like what, uh, you know, because a lot of werewolf mythology has werewolves kind of not being able to control themselves in their furry state, in their wolf
1: state. See, um, For the rules, um, at least for as far as werewolves go, I would say that like, what would you do if you can't control it? What would you do if you can't control it? If you can't control it, um, what I would say is that you become a park ranger, okay? Because That's that would—that ex- would explain why you know once a month you're gone, like no one knows where you are. You're just you know out doing um, like trails and stuff, like in a big um, survival park, and then yeah. you cover up your um, your kills as animal attacks, or you just cover cover them up. You know, deep in the forest where no one's ever going to find it, except for you as a a park ranger or maybe like the super experienced hunter.
0: Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking something similar to that. The only thing is, park ranger, you can't guarantee that you're not going to be walked in on the same way. So Mm -hmm. I would find a. Well, I would
1: would do it. I would do be a park ranger um, in somewhere where it's like six hundred thousand acres. Okay. Yeah. Like something like that, where even the park rangers get lost and die because no one knows where they are
0: okay so uh, yeah i was thinking something similar to that but just find a privately owned one and basically um pay them some money to you know to go on hunting trips in like a place where no one else gets to hunt so because then you can guarantee the land to
1: yourself so it's basically same basic idea same principle of just um it explains why you're gone once a um once a month you know or yeah yeah, once a month for a few days. Well, and the
0: thing is, you're not really going to necessarily have people asking why you're gone once a month if you just claim you have a like some sort of old religion. You just claim you are are a you know some sort of druid or something and you have full moon ceremonies so that's your that's mm-hmm. your equivalent of going to church on sunday and not being able to work on sunday you just say hey so yeah if you just do it and then if someone asks you're like yeah i, I have this religion that we you know we have to do right. rituals at the full moon or whatever
1: right all right um yeah so we got vampires werewolves Well else what else do you got um uh you're taught mummies the classic ones the classic mummies would be hard because um you have the same principle as like all the old school mummies like where you just you pretend you're a museum exhibit but then all of a sudden (laughs) you know you just go walking around and then you turn into like a marx brothers thing (laughs) where all of a sudden hey there's a mummy he was in his tomb but all of a sudden he's gone so what's he doing
0: yeah, that would be more of a... Uh, that'd be an Abbott and Costello thing. I, they had Abbott and Costello... Oh, uh, that's right. The they mummy.
1: did That's right. Um, but yeah, basically, you run into that trope of all of a sudden the um, well, the mummy's the thing, gone.
0: The thing about being a mummy is it seems as though you don't really need food or water or anything. It yeah. seems as a mummy you don't really have any needs other than possibly vengeance. And that would just kind of depend on on what happened. Like... Um, why you need vengeance or anything? You know, you take care of that as as uh, charmingly and uh, un unharmingly as you can. Um, but I-, I really think that the mummy would be super easy because you would just yeah, do whatever like, you
1: want, even if it's vengeance. Well, I guess mm, that's int- so. Say that you get the vengeance thing out of the way, like immediately, sure. uh, and no one notices you. What do you do then? That- Like, Uh, you're still alive, but, you know, you you have done what you wanted to do. Do you just... See, the problem
0: with mummies are you don't necessarily... In most mummy lore, you don't really retain any thought, much much thought. So you're not, like, a fully sentient being anymore. Mm -hmm. You're just kind of a... um, Almost kind of like a pile of vengeance and grudges, or and you just you're kind of like a golem almost. Um, right. If you if you were a mummy like you know the modern the mummy movies there uh, like with Tom Cruise or Brendan Fraser, mm.
1: those mummies seem to be like they could. Well, they had they, goals. Like they're sentient.
0: Yeah. They, yeah. Well, those ones I'm saying are sent. The one the ones that
1: are sentient mm-hmm.
0: seem to have like you know. Kind of the vengeance goal, but after mm-hmm. that, other if they didn't have the vengeance goal, it seems well, like they could just be
1: normal humans. Like you, just no, because um, the mummy. Um, I, I haven't seen the Tom Cruise one, but um, the um, both of the or all of the um, like Brendan Fraser ones. He was pretty hell bent on world domination. Well, but he didn't have to be. That was just him being a jerk. Mm.
0: That was just that mummy was a dick that's all right like that wasn't like an inherent feature in mummyhood because that guy mm-hmm. seemed to have similar goals i mean he seemed to be a, just a jerk before he was
1: mummified too well no cuz um even in the um the third mummy one which i mean it was bad but um <laughs> yeah. i don't even like, remember what happened in it. it it was a instead of being an egyptian mummy it was a chinese mummy
0: Oh well, then I have def- I've definitely not seen that one.
1: Um, yeah, he that's was a cool concept. I've
0: never seen in a uh, Chinese mummy movie. Yeah,
1: it, it's based off of uh, all the bodies buried, um, like during the creation of the um Great the wall, wall of China. Okay, yeah, like all, all the bodies that are buried in the wall. Yeah, um, but basically, yeah, it, it's just all world domination bent. But I guess at the same time, you can't really make a movie without it. You know, yeah, I think that's grand scale like that. If it's just vengeance sure let them have their vengeance like there's no need for them to develop a movie over it
0: (laughs) i i actually like a lot of times when they make movies on smaller personal stuff like my my theory goes back to like a marvel theory like you shouldn't have world ending stakes in in the movies like spider-man should be um i guess spoiler alert just about a dude trying to steal some weapons um or um ant-man and the wasp should be like about personal stuff you know and then you have the big team-ups that are world ending You, the avengers right. movies are end of the world and the individual movies are like smaller personal stakes mm-hmm. um and i so i actually like the idea of smaller personal stakes i mean um, movies. if you
1: want to talk about smaller personal stakes let's just talk about john wick <laughs> like where it, his small stakes is some douchebag kid uh stole his car and killed his dog so he's Dismantling the entire organization that his father belonged <laughs> to. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, it's, The ultimate pettiness. Well, it's not. Yeah, I
0: mean, but they are also. Most I of mean, it, bad.
1: the ones he killed were bad guys in general, so it's. Well, fine. and it meant a, a ton to him emotionally, so. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, but uh, regardless, we're, we're getting off track here. Yeah, um, yeah. so. so I, I had a, a thought, mummy, not necessarily. Feels, as a mummy, it just feels
0: easy. Like you get done your vengeance if you have to, and then you just live however the heck you want. Like, there's right. there's no real... As long as you're a kind of a sentient-type mummy that can change out of the wraps and become human and stuff, you just do mm-hmm. whatever you want. There's no real difficulty.
1: I gotcha. So I had a thought for something that wasn't necessarily a mummy, but also undead. So I was thinking zombies, actually. Because I said, okay. ah, no, forget zombies, but I thought of something while we were talking. Um, so... A good so say it's uh, zombies are a thing, like necromancers are a thing, or sure. say it's like well past the um you know zombie apocalypse. You know humanity figured it out. Um, now zombies are just kind of around, but they're but you know, they're just a,
0: considered a nuisance. They're like yeah, bars.
1: yeah, exactly. So basically, I had a thought of what you could use zombies for. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Um, so you Walking Dead them. So, um, in The Walking Dead, one of the main characters, basically, um, in order to, for zombies to avoid her, um, what uh. she did was she cut off the arms and um, jo- bottom jaws of zombies so they couldn't scratch her or bite her, <laughs> um, and okay. walked them around on leashes. Sure. Um, and so, what you could do is um, haunted houses. <laughs> haunted houses, but have, do the same thing. Um, actual zombies (laughs) yeah actual zombies in the haunted house and then like say they're like the fast zombies you Uh just put chains on their feet Uh so they get to a certain point but they'll never you're never actually within reach but it's still horrifying that all of a sudden a zombie is charging you kind of thing and (laughs) if it's in a post-apocalyptic world people understand the fear of zombies charging so it's like really really scary so yeah,
0: that I mean, that would be that would be actually pretty terrifying. Um, exactly. There would be a lot of insurance needed and a lot of contracts oh, yeah. being signed. But I'm just talking about like ways to monetize zombies. I guess. Well, okay, if if you're monetizing zombies, um, because they're animated with magic, I mean, let's assume we haven't figured out how to use the magic. They they seem to be essentially um, they don't really eat a ton. Um, So they seem to be kind of perpetual motion machines. Mm -hmm. So you just, all you do is just strap, you, you strap them in to industrial uh, hamster farms. (laughs) Like you just, you just put them in wheels and essentially the entire world is powered, gets free energy from zombies.
1: It's brilliant. Oh my gosh. Just, and the thought of having a zombie and a hamster wheel, that's actually kind of amazing. It's just zombies and hamster wheels. Just, just push it, you
0: know, just creating uh, kind of the equivalent of like a hydroelectric dam where it uh, turns the uh, metal inside the copper or whatever. Um, and it just, I mean, it just seems so easy because they never die and they never tire, and there's no human rights for them because they have no sentience whatsoever. They they're they're like less sentient than a rabbit. So, uh, yeah, you did that. Just that, like a zombie apocalypse, would just give essentially
1: free energy for the world. It'd be kind of great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's see. So we. S- we did vampires, we did werewolves, we did zombies and mummies. What uh, else ghosts. Is there? Ghosts. Ooh, see, ghosts is an interesting one. Um, I hadn't thought about ghosts. Yeah. Um, it, here, do you have one for ghosts? Like, I'll, well, I'll think about it. So I'll ju- the thing about uh, ghosts, <laughs> I say the
0: thing about a lot, because uh, the thing about ghosts is it all, uh, same as everything else, it all depends on the system you're in. But the question is, do you need to right some sort of wrong or or release some sort of grudge to move on, or are you just kind of hanging out, like uh, waiting for the end of days? Would you or waiting for to move on? Like, if you're mm-hmm. if there's vengeance, that obviously changes things. But if you're just kind of a ghost hanging out, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reason to mess with humans too much. You can just have a good life society with all the other ghosts. You just create right. an awesome ghost city, like, and you just have like your day to day life going on behind the other ghosts. Um, and you find ghosts with abilities who can kind of record what the humans are doing and play them back. And you mm-hmm. have go, you know, reality TV shows that are actually reality TV shows because you just watch what the silly humans are doing. Uh, and you don't really have any needs. Uh, So like, I I think the, the thing that makes um, werewolves and zombies and uh, vampires so unique um, Mm -hmm. is that they have very specific needs for assistance. You know, like you have to turn into a wolf or you have to drink blood as a ghost. You don't have to do anything. You just Mm -hmm. do what you want. So I think as a ghost, the big thing is just quit worrying uh, quit like being angry at the humans just hang out and have
1: fun and live a good life uh, live a good afterlife yeah yeah i think ghosts would yeah i agree ghosts just don't need anything like they don't like pass you know whatever is binding them but say they you know stick around yeah there's not much unless so... like sticking around causes you Uh, Like if you do supernatural rules where sticking around causes you to turn into um, a vengeful spirit, Uh like say your reason for existing basically um, has passed. So um, but you stay around anyways, um, then you turn into a vengeful spirit because you just slowly go insane. So, I think you'd have to create you'd you'd basically have a go a
0: governing ghost board that mm-hmm. would um basically go with it would just check for each ghost and make sure that they had created a new purpose for staying around, that every right. ghost had a had a goal. And if you didn't have one, if you like started acting erratic, the other ghosts would report you to, would be like, hey, uh, I don't I don't know if this guy's following his goal for staying around. So just good organization would solve that. Right. OK. Um... <laughs> there's uh, So that that is an interesting thing, though, if like we ever actually write a movie or something, right. if you create an original monster or even a human. What you need to do is. Give them a very specific, very specific needs and goals that can't be met through easy, natural ways. Like if you ge- if you create a, mo- a movie monster, it has a chance of sticking around if it has if it has very sp- very strict limitations that require it to act in interesting mm-hmm. ways. Like I think that might be part of why vampires are so interesting is because they can't come out at day and they need the blood, so that just creates like an interesting world just with those facts. Like you don't have to kind of trump up jump scares because the vampires have a need to get blood. They can't, they can't survive Mm. with like mummies are scary, but they're only scary. They're only scary if you're the person getting vengeance on, you know, there's a reason there has only been like, you know, in the last 30 years, there's only been like, you know, five or 10 mummy movies instead of, the 100 different vampire movies because they don't have needs. a natural...
1: Yeah, they don't have needs.
0: Okay.
1: I gotcha. Okay, okay. Um, last one. Okay. Fairly obvious one. Also in the vein of Undead. Uh-huh. But this one isn't necessarily for um, like having needs as well. Uh-huh. Um, but it, it's basically just finding out uh, what you need to survive okay or to stay alive and so it's frankenstein frankenstein was you know brought to life the monster yes excuse me frankenstein's monster (laughs) i can't believe i said that because that actually bothers me a little bit um (laughs) it's it's okay i can't believe i said that because normally i'm
0: always uh rolling my eyes at people who are like "Uh, it's
1: frankenstein's monster exactly (laughs) um so regardless you were created. Uh-huh. Um, you have no purpose. You don't know if you can die, um, but we're gonna say that like suicides out. Sure. Yeah, just you know, kill yourself. Well, as think. a general rule. I'm. I'm not gonna. Well, I, I mean, mean, like for the sake of what are you going to do? Sure, sure, sure. Um, and so like say your creator's gone, he doesn't need a minion anymore or whatever. Um. How would you get by? How would you hide the fact that you are an undead abomination um so my thought, my first thought uh-huh. would be um he j- joins the like metalhead crowd <laughs> of like the people with the um like the real dark goth uh crowd, so yeah the people with the, all kinds of piercings and things like that, so it won't look you know the stitches it's mm-hmm. not you know. Functional, like you just say it's not functional. It's uh, it's body art when you know in reality it's fully functional. You need those stitches, otherwise your head is not going to stay on, kind of thing. <laughs> but you just say it's body art, and you know those people will buy it. Yeah, I mean, and you know the big studs coming out of your neck and head. It's body yeah. art.
0: The good thing slash bad thing about our current society, um, I think it's uh, more good than bad, but um, is that Any anything like that, you just get a job in movies. You just Hmm. you you would become basically a character actor in the background of movies whenever they needed some some sort of weird character. Weird. Well, I'm just assuming you're going to look a little different than the you, you know. 1920s Frankenstein. And then mm. you'll look different enough that you'll be kind of like an interesting looking character. And you just, you just hire yourself out as a background actor. Cause there are people in like New York or LA who all they do is dress like cops and stand around in the back of background of cop shows because they have that kind of generic mm-hmm. cop look. And so that's,
1: that's their entire living is just being cops in the backgrounds of things. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. And I would say for, as far as aesthetic goes, you just look like a human being that's been stitched together. You know, not necessarily the fact that you have uh, giant bolts sticking out of your head or whatever, um, but you clearly look stitched together. Yeah,
0: I would. I would make a line of dolls. I would make a line of uh, action figures and dolls and stuff and characters, and basically all of them have the uh, the stitch. Yeah, they'd be called stitched to get stitched together because that kind of invokes the community
1: sense. Oh, dude, no, better. Um, like build or building on that. Um, it's basically, um, yeah, it's a line of dolls that look like they're stitched together, but it's the new Mr. Potato head. (laughs) (laughs) So they're like, that is awesome. Build together, whatever kind of person you want. It looks so clearly stitched together, but that's the whole charm of it. That is actually kind of awesome. So you just
0: you just create stitched together brand brand toys and just let people and then that becomes like a fashion thing like people have fake stitches on there around
1: them. Well, and like uh, you make a bunch of like dolls and things that like uh, Sid from Toy Story, like where he was creating those um dolls that are um just clearly stuck together. Yeah. Like um stuff like that. Like and people would buy it. uh, Oh yeah. I mean people, it up. people are crazy
0: about Sally from uh from Nightmare Before Christmas, so Oh yeah, exactly. Like that would be perfect. Yeah, you could you could become a a tycoon and an icon for just like spreading
1: who you are in the world. Right? And you just like even if you don't have good um verbal skills, you just hire an Igor type character who does all your talking for you and you're set. You can be just like that silent enigma in the back who comes up with, you know, <laughs> brilliant, brilliant things. Who never really shows up in the public um, just due to uh, his own like scars or whatever. And that's yeah. the like inspiration behind it because he's like, you say that you got into like a really bad accident or something as a kid. So you've always been afraid of your um, showing yourself in public. And so that's been kind of like the persona of why you chose like Frankensteiny. Like Frankenstein's yeah. monster type toys because you always felt like you identified with Frankenstein's monster when in reality you are Frankenstein's <laughs> monster, yo. Oh my gosh, that's so
0: perfect. <laughs> and you start making doing uh make a wish things so you oh, just yeah. show up you just show up for like kids who've been burned in fires and stuff and then you can make toys with different uh different like, you know, burn scars or different things like that too
1: right and you become a hero of body positivity <laughs> oh my gosh this is so perfect like not the like uh, not the i'm fat and i'm beautiful kind of body positivity but the actual people who need body positivity of the like you know people who are yeah mangled and look awful but it's not like their fault yeah oh my gosh Zach, this is so perfect <laughs> This is the best one so far. Uh,
0: So basically, I think in conclusion, we've discovered that for the most part, it's actually a positive to be those things. As long as you remain, retain your humanity and some simple creativity,
1: right? Oh my gosh, that's brilliant. Um, Yeah, like as long as long, I guess, as you're clever or creative, creative, you can get by so easily.
0: Do you want to uh, make a uh, line of children's toys called Stitch Together? I
1: mean, yes. <laughs> now I do. <laughs> That's not something I ever thought I would ever say, ever. But now that we've done this podcast, I'm on board. <laughs> like, let's see how much it costs to start up children's dolls. <laughs> uh,
0: if, if, so if you um, listen to this podcast and make the uh, make the uh, Stitch Together line, then uh, just you know, give please. us... Give us 15% our 15% uh, off the top, just like a uh, yeah. blood driving vampire. Yeah. Like actual money, please. Yeah. Not in dolls. We, we want cash money. Um, and yeah, you can, uh, if you actually make this, you give us our 15%, you can do whatever you want with the idea. <laughs> I mean,
1: yes. We get like a lawyer involved now and say, this is proof. <laughs> <laughs> or watch them use it as proof against us when if we try to be greedy. It's like, nope, nope, in your podcast, in your podcast, you very specifically said only 15%, and so hey, that's all we're giving you. Re- remember, remember, we, t- I, we talked about
0: the vampire thing. If you get greedy, everything falls apart. If you just take your 15% off the top, it's all going to work out. Life lesson, kids, uh, but, you know, don't embezzle. But if you do, 15%. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. That was perfect. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you for listening to the Freakin' Epic Podcast, and we hope that you will listen again next week. We have these uh, maybe once a week or maybe more often. We don't know. Uh, And hopefully uh, after this one, we will have uh, something a little special, or possibly before this one. I shouldn't have teased that (laughs) since I don't know when the
1: the special is going to be released. What special? The one that you hate. night We're talking about the. We're not talking about the geese. <laughs> no, we're no, talk- we're not doing the geese one. <laughs> I, Yours, I really... You get no context whatsoever past is an ongoing beef between me and Zach about the treatment of geese. <laughs> That's all you get. Okay. Well, I did, I did put one minute of the goose thing uh, at the end of the last podcast. Well, yeah, but we argued about that for like 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like there's like another 19 minutes of content there that will never see the light of day. All
0: right. Well, so if you, uh, if you want to hear more about the geese, the, uh, uh, tell too me bad it and I will personally play it for you, and and just like just pretend that uh, that
1: John never said anything. Mm. All right, <laughs> all right. Thank you, you're beautiful human beings, and I value you immensely. Goodbye. Bye bye. <laughs>